0: Welcome to LCS Talks. I'm Berkeley Glazer, and I'm the principal of Langley Christian Middle School. Today, of course, we have I have Kevin Merchandani, my co-host, and he's the director of instruction for K-12 at Langley Christian School. At the table, we have Alicia Newfeld with us, and Alicia is a grade 8 homeroom teacher. We have Brielle Walters, who is a high school art teacher at LCS, and we have Tim Van Heemert, who is an elementary STEM teacher now. Is that Fair description.
1: Yeah, ADST, and I also teach uh, PE as well.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, uh, Brielle, why don't you say hello so people can hear who you are? Hi. That's awesome. Alicia, say hello. Yeah, hello. Great. All right, first question to you guys for our listeners, just to get to know you a little bit. Why don't you share the Coles Notes version of your God story and how God brought you to teaching here at LCS?
2: I'm going to try and keep this brief. I feel like my God story has a lot of ins and outs, born into a very conservative Mennonite family and if you know you know and my journey when my family kind of moved away from our close community and we moved to a different province and that's really where my faith became my own as I actually started going to church on my own and sports kind of took over my family's world and I just made church a priority and got really connected with a group of believers and that just became my world. Uh, as far as there's a lot of ins and outs and in between, but I was the kid that in kindergarten, I'm like, I'm going to be a teacher. That was kind of always the plan and took a little detours along the way and did my training at Trinity Western. In my first year after TOC, I got offered a job at a local church. And so I started working there and it was going well. So they offered me full-time work and I was there for, before you know it, I was there for eight years. Mm-hmm. And then there was a transition period where I started um going down in hours and just figuring out where I was going to go next. And it was actually a high school teacher here who was pursuing me, I'd say pretty enthusiastically about you need to apply, you need to apply. And every Sunday I saw her, she's like, you need to apply. There's a positioning opening. Have you applied yet? And after probably two months of her pestering me week in and week out, I had applied and yeah, it was really God leading me into this place from one to the other. And it was a nice transition for me because working in ministry for so long, I was actually worried of what it looked like to reintegrate into a workplace where um, I was worried about how to share my faith in a certain way and entering into a teaching realm where I'm like, middle school, and there's lots of questions that your faith story isn't always welcome into that space. And so I felt like this was really God placing me in the right place at the right time.
0: Awesome.
1: Tim, you're next. All right. Well, um, I'm a pastor's kid. Mm -hmm. So I uh, really empathize with... um, all those other PKs out there. Um, I was born here in Langley and um, I was younger of five. Uh, I actually went to a school called Shannon Heights Christian School, which is currently called Langley Christian School mm-hmm. now. Um, so that's kind of a little claim to fame I have mm-hmm. here. Um, but when I was six, we moved to Florida because uh, my dad, has, he, has a, he was called there to a church. And uh, that was a bit of a culture shock um, going to a, School that was so much different than one that was here. It was it was kind of picture a Southern Baptist school. Like the, the beliefs at the school are, seemed to be a lot different than the beliefs in my own home. Um, and I did not have a great school experience. I was not a great student. But the one one plus was that we had a actually a an art teacher um, specialist at our elementary school. Um, and that's where I totally shined. Um, it was the complete opposite of all the other subjects. I was kind of the top student. But then everywhere else I was right at the bottom. Um, so that kind of shaped me in a way to become a teacher because I think on those negative experiences I had, um, we had a, during our um, staff retreat, we heard a speaker who talked about um, his bad experiences in school as well. And he said, sometimes we go into professions where we want to help make things better than what we had it. So I kind of feel that way a little bit about um, coming, becoming a teacher. Um, I also uh, went to Redeemer University, which I felt um, well, was much more in line with my family's beliefs. And I felt there I could become a. I, I really felt for the first time I was part of a body of believers, and um, that really helped me in my faith as well. And then after Redeemer, I ended up um, going into social services, and I worked at a number of different group homes, and realized eventually that uh, I much prefer working with kids than adults, um, because especially adults that were, you know, involved with the criminal justice system, um, now working with kids, they seem a lot more, um, malleable, it seems like, uh, to working with them. So that's why I went into teaching, um,
0: for sure. Awesome. All right. Brielle, you're up.
3: Yeah. So, uh, I never wanted to be a teacher. This was the last thing I wanted to do with my life, but here we are, um, Yeah, I, for those of you that don't know, uh, Berkeley is my dad. So
0: (laughs) Didn't, wasn't sure that's going to come out or not. Yeah,
3: yeah. So grew up in a Christian home and uh, yeah, just kind of always knew about God and I think probably followed him maybe a little bit more out of fear than anything to begin with.
4: This is your heavenly father. This is my heavenly father, (laughs)
3: but (laughs) earthly father too, you know, a lot of of following out of fear. Uh, Yeah, so high school for me. Hated it. Didn't want to be there. Wanted to be anywhere but school. Graduated high school and was like, yeah, I'm never stepping foot in a school ever again. Like this is it. I'm closing this door. We're done. And then had to go to post-secondary education. And I say had to because I had to. There was no other option. So I went to the University of Lethbridge and pursued art because out of all the things in high school, that was the only thing I enjoyed. Um, graduated with my fine arts degree and my husband and I were in Alberta and we had kind of been praying about, we were engaged, so we were going getting married and just kind of praying about where God wanted us and we both felt like we were being called back to BC. So we made the call <laughs> to quit both of our jobs. Moved back to BC two weeks before our wedding and just see what happened, see what God was (laughs) going to provide for us, and also moved in with my parents. (laughs) So, yep. Um, And then that was in July of 2016. And then in October of 2016, um, I should say before all this, I didn't know what I was going to do when I moved back. Your so dad had some great advice. He did have some great advice. And that was to apply for my independent school certificate <laughs> for teaching because, hey, you can TOC yeah, while you, you figure out life. You make some money. Yeah. While you figure out life. <laughs> so I uh, conveniently put myself on the middle school TOC list and was like, no, I'm, I'm not doing high school though. Like This is it. It's just middle school. High school ended up needing someone. So dad put my name out there. And uh, yeah, I ended up TOCing at the high school from October of 2016 till June uh, on a full-time basis. (laughs) So I was here every day. And then the high school art position opened up. So I applied for it. And here I am.
0: That is awesome. Doing what God called you to do. Doing what
3: God called me to do and what I told him I was never going to do. Yeah.
4: That is awesome. I love all the ways that God's brought each of you three here in ways that you probably never expected. And so Brielle, I invite you at any point to go off on a tangent and share some stories and uh, bring laughter to our our listeners here about Berkeley's um, all, all sorts of antics and all that
0: parents' uh, abilities and contributions in their life. Yeah, yep. this isn't
4: going to be a, a parental <laughs> so much, advice, not so much episode, Berkeley. Okay. This is yep. on Tim, Brielle, and Alicia. And so, for our listeners, we are chatting today with three different perspectives, three different parts of our school community. We're looking at Tim, who teaches in the elementary, Alicia in the middle school, and Brielle in the high school and as i think about it um, there are so many different ways that we educate but we're unified that's a big part of what we do at lcs um, that we want to be a a christian learning community that's committed to your children um, to help them grow in their faith and so um, we're going to have some really good conversations today about what another lens of these different kind of diverse parts of our community are offering in terms of christian education and um we're going to look at different subject disciplines and how they inform the way that we teach and and uh, form our students into uh, little reflections of Christ. And so, I'm really excited to uh, to dialogue with each of the three of you um, as I think about each of your disciplines of the arts, um, of ADST, the sciences. Alicia, you teach a number of different subject areas. Um, what I think of is that each of those are reflections of God's character. The beauty that we see in the world, his beauty, the justice in the world that we see, um, his shalom peace, um, his goodness, uh, his empathy, his love for for humanity, and each of our subject disciplines give us a bit of a lens or perspective on that. So, um, we're we're talking today about how your your children are going to learn and grow in their faith in these different subject areas and and we'd say the sciences has everything to do with the faith and and the formation of your your children's relationship with god so um, to to throw this out to our our group here um, we're looking at what it means to be a christian learning community Uh, give us a bit of a a vision of what that looks like whether that's um, in your own classroom space or what our community of langley christian might look like what is a a rich thriving christian learning community here at lcs look like for you Throw it out to the
1: group. I think in a community, a, a Christian community of learners, um, we just look at everything through a biblical lens. Um, everything. And I think it's important to, um, especially in the elementary, just to touch every subject and and know that uh, we can see God in every part of life. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Tim.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I, I have this uh, memory of when I was in university and this professor said something about... Uh, like God has his fingerprints on everything. It's kind of like the, the preschool kid who's just had like a peanut butter and jam sandwich and you've got jelly and peanut butter marks everywhere. And so when I think about teaching and the things that we're doing, it's like those peanut butter and jelly fingerprints all over everything. And it's, you, there's nowhere you can't find it. And so I think of that, like when we're teaching about things like God's at the center of it and whether it's, in the maths or sciences or arts. It's how does that reflect God and how does that develop our understanding of who God is?
4: Yeah, we definitely have um, a need to see God show up in education. I think when it comes to equipping our students for the world, um, we ha- we want them to be engaged in conversations and those things don't happen uh, by accident. Sometimes we, at the end of the day, we'll, we'll be chatting in the staff room with different teachers and you hear where God showed up in different ways. And what I keep thinking about is, the Spirit, of of course, shows up in really spontaneous ways, but also in really intentional, uh, thoughtful ways that have been planned. And sometimes that preparation of preparing our own hearts for the students and building relationships with them is often the place where um, God is is more than welcome, but He's He's present there and students become aware of, of God and His presence in the classroom space too. So uh, how about for you, Brielle? What does that vision of community look like?
3: Yeah, I think everything that's been said is really good. And then I know for me in my class, it's also just... of learning who your identity is in christ so a through line that i have for my classes is made in the image of god Mm -hmm. because i think it's really important for students to understand that like we are also a reflection of god Mm -hmm. so in art it just is if we're made in the image of god and if in genesis god created then to some degree we are all capable of creating
4: yeah, I, I feel like most of our subject areas often start with creation and that view of Genesis, male and female, being made in the image of God, our inherent dignity and value and and beauty and worth, and and we're God's masterpiece. I, I think it's Ephesians, uh, Paul uses that idea of the poema of of God, we're the handiwork of God in each of your, your subject areas. You're you're a participant in that work too. You're also being shaped. So um, it'd be great even later on for us to hear about um, what you've been learning throughout the year and and uh, how God is shaping you at, um, in LCS, but uh, over to Berkeley. For, but first, yeah, yeah,
0: let's narrow the focus down a little bit to yeah. actually your subject areas. So we talked about community and what does that look like? Well, now let's uh, narrow the focus down to your uh, exact subject areas and give us some examples of of what faith formation, Christian formation looks like in those subjects. Tim, you want to start it?
1: Oh, sure. Um, I teach uh, ADST to grades. Which stands for, our listeners might not know what that is. Applied Design Skills and Technology. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um, When you say STEM, it's very similar. It's kind of, BC has stuck with ADST, but STEM is kind of worldwide. STEAM is even better. Um, Science, technology.
0: Engineering, what, engineering, engineering and
1: math. Art and math. Art and math. Oh, for art and just, the a. Yeah. Yeah. is important too. So um, I do that with K to five. So that's 26 classes a week in three days. And then I also on the side, I teach PE to K to K to two. Um, that's That could be a whole other podcast, the whole PE thing. I hope okay. you do one on athletics soon. Well, that's um, a great idea. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but with ADST, um, I kind of can split that into kind of four strands four areas within the ADST. So there's like the design and the building part of things. Um, lots of fun challenges to do with that. Mm -hmm. Um, coding and robotics. is another big part of our year, uh, forces motion and a bit of flight kind of stuff. Um, and we do some art as well. Um, so that's what ADST looks like. And I think with all of those areas, um, There's a lot of problem solving involved, so part of it is learning how to live in a community and um, work together, and uh, also the problems we run into. I like to I like to compare it to sometimes just sin in our world and how our job as Christians is to um, bring healing, because even with coding, for example, and we just do very simple coding in the elementary school. um, There's bugs, right? We got to We got to sort out these little problems and uh, figure things out. And I kind of like to compare that with, um, we as Christians, um, mending brokenness in our world, right. Um, kind of part of our job and with everything we create, and there's a lot of creating in, um, ADST. So like Brielle said, um, we're made in God's image and therefore we're kind of programmed to create ourselves. Right. Um, and I think that's a way that we um, can praise God and through our creations, even with its, whether it be a piece of art or um, a structure that we build or a way that we make our robot go with our codes. Um, I think those are all ways of, of um, praising God. And also I think um, just the order of things like encoding and robotics, for example, um, I kind of see how God has brought order to our world And here's a way that we can also um, bring order to things in our
4: lives. That's awesome. We'll have to have uh, you post a a link, at least uh, one of your days, what's happening. Do a little time lapse. We'll put that on uh, our YouTube uh, channel, maybe uh, for listeners to take a look. But I I love seeing the dynamic kind of activity. Well, you had a great one last year where students were coming in, doing all sorts of activities um, kind of blitzing through the day and, and you see what, probably three, 400 students in well, a day or two, right? Well,
1: for, yeah, for ADST it's, um, 550 kids in three days. So, that's uh, <laughs> so it is, I think it's, uh, it's gotta be some kind of record, I think. Mm-hmm. I hope. Um, yeah. but yeah, so I, yeah, I did a little time lapse. I, I, I take photos of, because the classes are short. Um, I take photos of everything that the kids make and then a week later, we look back at what we did the week before so that the kids can reflect a little bit and we can talk about
4: what we could have changed or what we would have done differently or um, yeah. what went right, what went wrong. I love that. Yeah. You're using technology in a way that helps them to, to formally reflect on where they've come from and what mm-hmm. are some next steps in their learning as well too. Um, I was also just thinking of uh, just how cool it is for students to understand um, themselves as image bearers and, and creating, and and so yeah, it's it's great to hear of um, the the learning that students are participating in. Um, Brielle, Alicia, I'm up for you.
2: Yeah, I think um, talking about science specifically, I. I love those moments with the class, for example, this week, talking about cellular respiration and photosynthesis and how we're connected to nature around us and how we support one another and bringing that back to the creation story and how God gives us Uh, He calls us stewards of our earth and thinking about, okay, how are we stewards and how does that point to God and what he wants for us? And then seeing their minds kind of make those connections or when we were learning about mirrors and how light travels and work and thinking about how things are reflective and then bringing in the conversation, okay, the more time you spend with something, the more you reflect it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then thinking about the more time you spend with God, the more time you reflect him and what are those characteristics that you reflect. And then when I think, um, even the connections this morning, I had a conversation with a student talking about the concept of infinity and math and what does infinity mean? And then how infinity reflects God's infinite nature. Mm -hmm. And it was a conversation at some point beyond me Uh by really taking, Uh, taking the truths that we have in our world and making sense of them and seeing the order. And one of the things that I challenged my students to think about, because I think when it comes to the sciences, there's sometimes hesitation in thinking that science can contradict our faith and really encouraging the students, hey, science doesn't contradict our faith. It actually supports it. And so let's really look at how it supports it, whether it's reasoning and understanding how things work or making sense of things that we see in our world. And sometimes we have answers and sometimes we don't. And helping the kids be okay with those times that there aren't answers and sitting with the questions of the things that might not make sense to us.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. As I was thinking of what Tim shared, he was speaking to the importance of these Christian practices and skills that we're developing. And Alicia, you're speaking to this body content knowledge and conceptual way to think about it and and questions. And um, it's a broader view than just teaching the faith. And we've often used the idea that we're not just teaching the faith, but we're also forming the faithful. And so this broader view of what a community is about Um, is not just the content, but actually how the content is lived out in the student's world and in real life experiences. And and even uh, tomorrow, I know the grade eight team is uh, doing a medieval uh, villages kind of community day of learning. And so this broader view of what's taking place in the class and and how it's reflected in the community, I think that's one of the the parts that I've appreciated with the middle school, um, being really engaged, really uh, connected to the world. And so um, I was just thinking of the idea that a lot of what you're doing in your classes is you're, you're giving these little subset stories to point them to the bigger story. And so um, I think that's a really important uh, task that uh, that our teachers are really committed to helping our students understand where this fits within their learning about their faith as well. How about for you, Brielle?
3: Yeah, I think what Tim mentioned is like, you summed it up beautifully um, for the arts, but I do think, yeah, from like a more grand perspective of your identity in Christ and that we are made in his image and learning how to uh, just kind of embrace your creativity. Um, And then also on a more like literal level, one of my favorite projects is in grade nine, we do a days of creation watercolor project where we look at the creation story in Genesis, and then they have a chance, students have a chance to respond to that uh, with watercolors and actually visually depict that in whatever way they'd like to. And it's fun just kind of seeing them navigate uh, through biblical stories and how do we visually represent that in the arts.
4: That's awesome. So you've been each teaching your subject areas for a number of different years. What has shaped your own faith? What's made you who you are as a Christian educator? Any stories or examples that you go back to that have been formative for who you are in the work that you do?
1: I kind of think the the best way to learn something is to teach it. Mm -hmm. So when I'm explaining to kids that, you know, here we see God in this, this way, it helps me see it. I probably learn more sometimes than the students do because I'm the one who has to process it and think about it and explain it to them. Right. And, and it also, and also I think sometimes we, we have all these, we have these unit plans where there's all this Christian perspective in there, but sometimes we're maybe not as explicit telling the kids as we should be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there, but we don't necessarily always point it out. Um, but yeah, I think for me, yeah, teaching it has helped me learn. And, and when I, when I, you know, talk, when I think about being made in God's image, and I, I see it in so many kids where I see so much amazing creativity um, and I, that I I see God in that as well.
4: Right. So, yeah, so what's different about Tim now, today, than when Tim started teaching? What parts of you are still there and uh, that God has really enforced about your character, your giftings, your identity, and what might be different? What's been renewed or reinforced differently? Anything yeah, well, um, I started out as a, a grade six teacher and then eventually
1: to grade five. And now I'm kind of a specialty teacher, and which is a lot of fun. Um, crazy with so many kids, uh, within a week, but, uh, it's still pretty awesome. Uh, so what's changed in me? Um, yeah, I think I've become closer to God just by being in the LCS community. I think just being amongst, um, other teachers who have taught me a lot about what it means to be, what, what Christian education means. Um, through the years we've done a lot of, uh, and workshops and uh, retreats and so on. And I think that's helped me grow in my faith as well. But so how am I different? I don't know. I, f- I feel, I kind of feel the same, but I feel, I do feel closer to God. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I know more about why we teach Christianly than I did before. Awesome.
2: I think a lot of the ways that I've grown have to do more with the kids that I teach than it has to do about what I'm teaching. Because I feel like even as I think about the ways I've grown, I think I could be teaching anything and it would still result in that. Because one of the things about middle schoolers is they have a lot of questions and curiosities. And I think what they've encouraged and brought out of me is a natural curiosity for things. I've always loved learning, but there there are students who regularly call me they're like, Miss Newville, you're such a nerd. Because I'll come to class I like, hey, I was just listening to a podcast or I just read this and isn't this cool? Or like, look at how um, like this breaks down or this works. And, you know, you get the eye roll sometimes, but there are also students who just latch onto that. And all of a sudden it's you can spend 20 minutes being like, I wonder about this or I wonder about this. And I think that's the way I've grown in my faith is I'm pretty some would call it gullible, like, oh, you tell me something, I believe it, but they've really encouraged something in me to um, ask more questions and then seek answers from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think to echo that, you are constantly learning,
3: you know, teaching, like, Mm -hmm. you do not stop learning because your students change, material changes, like, yeah, it's constant learning
1: the times have changed yeah. so many things have changed and we have to adapt to that as well And yeah. I think that makes us better teachers as experience has all made us better teachers I'm sure time
0: definitely that's what's kept me in the industry for 40 years is that uh, it's not uh, remain the same it's always changing something's new on the horizon yeah and that's what keeps us going uh, I'm just gonna venture out here a little bit and just uh for our listeners, uh, we're an independent school. And what that means in British Columbia is that um, we teach uh, similarly to public schools, the BC curriculum in its entirety. However, we differ in the fact that we can present it from a, uh, from a faith-based perspective. And so um, with that in mind, and there's many other d- different types of independent schools, there can be university prep schools, there can be all kinds of things that we have in BC, but for us it's faith-based. So my question is, uh, in lines with that last question about how, um, teaching has affected you and your perspective and faith, uh, is there a moment that you can think of? Like one of the things that we are able to do as teachers in our schools, we're able to pray with the kids, we're able to counsel kids and, uh, and, and you can't just do that in a public school, but we can. So has there, is there been a time where you've been able to work with uh, a student and, Maybe there's been a life changing moment that for them, that they've had to seek your counsel or wisdom, or you've been able to uh, share with them. Does anything come to mind?
2: I think of uh, before parent teacher conferences in the fall, I do student teacher, like we do a 10 minute check-in. I tell them, Hey, here's what I'm actually going to share with your parents. Is there anything else you want me to know? They do a reflection of the year and I'll never forget this one year. I had a boy come in and he just starts crying and spends the 10 minutes just crying and, you know, apologizing for the tears. I'm like, hey, no, like your body is telling you, you need to release something. So we just sat there and he cried and I prayed for him. Mm -hmm. And it it seemed like, like I was like, oh, that was a little weird. (laughs) And then I had another student and he comes in and he starts crying. And I had three students that year just sit on the couch and just cry because they were wearing, they were wearing so much pressure that they were feeling and the emotions. And all I did was sat with them. And then when I had conferences with parents and them relaying to me what that meant for their kids to be able to just sit and cry and not have any expectations on them and be prayed for, I, I don't think I'll ever forget that. And they still don't know why they were crying, some mm-hmm. of them, but just allowed them to have the space to just be and feel safe that they could just, I mean, for a grade eight boy to sit there and Mm -hmm. cry for 10 Mm -hmm. minutes straight, that's pretty vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I know for me, um, this past grad retreat
3: was really kind of formational. I think for me, just being able to uh, sit with the kids and have them want prayer and actually just want to engage with that and receive prayer from us as leaders, but then also for me as a leader, just getting to kind of take a moment to step back and watch them actually pray for each other. It was so impactful for me. And just like, it just was an awesome experience to see God move through us as leaders, but then also through them with each other.
1: I think for me, there, there hasn't been a lot of, you know, very instant stories where something instantly has happened and, you know, someone's you know instantly turned to Christ out of, you know, from going the wrong direction. Um, but I do feel that we for sure plant seeds uh, in these kids. And I've had quite a few kids who have taught in the past who are now adults. Uh, when you connect with them, uh, they just are so thankful for the time they had mm-hmm. in, in my class or in elementary school in general. Um, and there's a lot of amazing success stories where kids, you know, maybe they weren't going the right direction and uh turned around, but and they have so many good memories of uh things they learned in elementary school, in my case. Um, and of course they remember all the things I don't want them to remember. Um <laughs> things maybe things I've said or did we did in the classroom. But um they definitely um I, I've definitely felt a lot of appreciation from kids from what the seeds that have been planted in their lives and um and from parents as well in our community.
0: It is nice when uh when you get that feedback later on in years, because like you say, you don't really know at the moment exactly uh what how you're impacting or how things are going. I know as a principal, I've had that as well, where kids have come back as adults and they go, Oh, Mr. Glazer, you know, I'm so happy that uh you Busted me for doing that thing. And I go, Oh really? <laughs> yeah. It really, uh, you prayed for me and that it really changed my life course. And I'm like, okay, cool. Right. So, yeah. yeah.
4: That's great. So yeah. Any last wisdom or encouragement that you would share with our LCS community, any stories about Berkeley, um, <laughs> any insights for families, um, just throwing that out there, it can go in any direction, um, yeah, and yeah, this could also be wisdom on how to navigate conversations with your principals in the middle school and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, what would you encourage our, our community? Um, and, uh, here's kind of an opportunity to, to build this community up. We, that we care so much about.
2: I think, uh, when I started teaching here, uh, a former co-worker had given me a painting of a specific scripture and it was all about remembering where you've been and that being like um, like the 12 stones of Israel and that being a memorial. And I think just taking time to remember the good things and there's going to be lots of pressures in and out and whether a teacher or a parent Um, remember those good moments and talk about those good moments because you need to talk about the good things a whole lot more than you need to talk about the things that are maybe frustrating or causing you stress.
4: Awesome.
3: Yeah. um, And I think just keep asking questions and keep engaging in conversation. So I know one of the most impactful experiences I had when I was in high school was just being able to actually just ask my questions about God with my teachers and have them, I also went to a Christian high school. So just having that opportunity to ask questions and sit and have dialogue um, is really important and as families too, to have that dialogue. I know my parents were good at opening up conversation and not being afraid to talk about things, but yeah, just keep asking questions and keep talking.
4: Thanks, for you.
1: Uh Just some encouragement, I think the, the kids at LCS at least in elementary are, they're amazingly creative. Um, and I, I know a lot of that comes from home, um, but, and it also shows that uh, it's part of, part of God's design to be creative. Uh, I have a quote here um, from Pablo Picasso that I came with. Uh, he says, every child's an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once he or she grows up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just a word of wisdom and encourage that creativity, just encourage those things um, that make kids uh, creative.
3: Yeah. Berkeley story.
4: <laughs> <laughs> great. Please go ahead.
3: <laughs> he actually told me when I was in high school that I had zero artistic ability <laughs> and that I should not take art.
0: <laughs> great great parenting moment.
3: <laughs> yeah. So don't do that. Support, support creativity. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Even oh, though kids will uh, learn in spite of us, uh, so sometimes we can help them along the way,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. And yet it motivated you to prove me wrong. It did. Yeah. <laughs> you were that the child that needed all it. Along. No kidding. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, we want to thank the panel. Thank you so much for being here and sharing. We really appreciate that. We also want to thank our listeners. Thanks for tuning in and spending time with us. We want to remind you that uh, we do want to be interactive, so you can ask us questions or share insights with us. You can reach us on our email, podcast at langleychristian.com. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening.